It's your girl, Quincy. We are here with salt. <laughs> How has Gail oh, made you? Don't get me crying. <laughs> we are here live at the SAG Awards. lesson motherhood has taught you to be honest studio i'm the q. q in the studio all right cutie it's different world thanks for coming thank you for thanks being for letting here. me know you it's a meant to view with shit over here this is probably the best interview i've ever done and you're such a great interview my this is honestly the best interview I've had in months. I'm hanging out with my booskies. Studio Q, baby! Studio Q Show. Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome, welcome to Studio Q. I am super, super excited today because um, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I'm checking in with my favorite favorite therapist on TikTok. And um, it's going to be a real treat for you because like she just drops the knowledge. She gives it to you raw. She's great. She's relatable. I mean, I love her. I binge watch on her uh, videos when I first discovered her. She's just, you know, excellent. I got to interview her before, but I was like, I can't let May go by without talking to um, Candace Cox again. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to all of my Facebook followers Everybody on uh, YouTube who, who has subscribed, thank you. Um, anybody who's listening to this on my Quincy podcast, thank you for listening. And anybody who will watch this on the replay, thank you for pressing play. Hope you get tremendous value out of uh, listening to our interview today. So without further ado, I'm about to interview my TikTok therapist. Her name is Candace Cox in the building. Great day. How are you? How are you? I'm liking the I'm liking the new do, girl. Thank you. Look, been exercising, and that fro wasn't letting me have it. I had to do something. My hair was wet. It was my fro wasn't throwing. <laughs> <laughs> I said first it was laid to the side. Then next thing I know, she has some braids. I said, okay, that ain't nothing but a black woman. You hear me? Look, and and it's forty. I just turned forty in February, so you know I had to switch it up just a little bit. Had to switch it up now. Come on now, <laughs> she done hit a wonderful milestone. Oh my goodness! But she be dropping, she be dropping gems like she fifty five, y'all. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad your age finally has hit your wisdom. Okay. Well, yeah. Thank you, Kylie. Thank you, Kylie. Yes, it can yes. slow down, though. It can slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, I wanted to first start off this interview with asking you about the bone marrow transplant that you had, because when I saw that, I was like, I got to interview her again just for that. Tell me how that all went down. What made you do it? And I think it was for a complete stranger. Yes. And so it was a 34 year old black woman um, who had uh, bone cancer, no blood cancer. I'm sorry. And so I went on the registry. I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Back in 2001, we did a bone marrow drive because my ship actually, um, she did the research. She was like, it's a lot of, it's a lot of people of color that are dying as a result of not having enough donors. 
And so we did this big drive, you know, all of us, we, we put our info in, we did what we had to do. 17 years later, 17 you know what I mean? They reached out to me. First and foremost, I want to know what data collection they got, because how you find me, because my info was not the same. Right. But they, they found me by phone and email. I was like, hey, because none of it was the same. And they told me that I matched with um, this young lady. And so then they had me, it was a couple of months that I had to go through. I had to go get blood drawn and do all these different things. And they came back to me and they was like, you are the best match for this, this uh, patient. And so the thing for me, they were like, you know, uh, because of the extent of her illness, we're going to have to do the surgical procedure and not just the usually they will. They can kind of just take it out. And um, but they were like, no, we're going to have to go into your back and do the surgical procedure. Are you still open to do it? And I was like, you know, yeah, you know, because if me doing this can give her more life, then I'm going to do it because I would want somebody to have done it for me. At 34, I had two small kids and was married. You know what I mean? I couldn't imagine getting on up out of here at that time. And so um, they flew me to Washington, D.C., and I went through the procedure. And I am happy to report that the young lady is still alive. She's still living. And, you know, the thing that always gives me, you know, gives me chills is that they told me if I wouldn't have done this, she would have passed. Oh, my. And oh so, my. you know, just having the ability to do that is amazing. Wow. Did you go through any pain afterwards? Like, because I don't, I, I don't know anything about it, but it doesn't sound fun. So they went into my, they went into my pelvic bone on both sides. And so it was, it was uncomfortable. I had some back pain. Um, I walked a little slow uh, for um, a little, for a couple of weeks, but other than that, um, I was tired. Um, it made me anemic. So I had to take iron and things like that for, you know, for my stuff to build back up. Um, funny story. After I was discharged, the day I was discharged, I went back to the hotel and they had a they had a fire. Um, it was a fire, <laughs> and so here I am trying to trying to walk to oh, get out. No. The oh. alarms, and they like everybody got to go. My mom was there with me because they they oh, send one person with you, and yeah. I'm trying to slow jive to get yes. a fire. And I'm like, come on, y'all, you know. So that was that was funny. But yeah, you, you, know, you try to save somebody else's life and then you got to save your own at the end. Save me. That's all I need. Please, somebody save me. Bring me a wheelchair but, out here. Roll me out this fire. Please. You know, but you know, I like at the end of the day, if I had to do it again, I'd do it again. I just, I just wanted to, uh, you know, commend you on that, you know, and, and find out the story because I thought that was phenomenal, you know. <laughs> And we need more people to do that. So yes, please uh, go to uh, you know uh, go to be a match. Please get out there, like go on there and you know sign up because you never know. It may be your life that needs to be saved one day. Somebody in your family's life that needs to be saved. So we you know we constantly you know often think that you know that ain't got nothing to do with me, but you never know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so because you never know, get on out there on their registry, beamatch.com. Go on out there. It's not hard. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I didn't know you was a Delta. I got a scholarship from them when I was in college. So come, come on. on, see, look at that. See, so Rose be doing right, my people. Let's go, so Rose. <laughs> Y'all do. I, and my favorite color is red, as you come can on see. Now. Yes. Come on. <laughs> see, I knew you was the one that Lord chose. I knew you was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to start off with, you know, what is going on in the country right now, because, like, I don't know nobody better to ask than you. And I mean, it's deep, it's heavy, but you know, you prepare for it. And like what, what's going on in terms of the massacre that happened in Buffalo, 
You know, one of the big things, um, I did a TikTok about it. Um, uh, yeah, no. And just telling people what was on my heart. You know, I need us to understand that, you know, we are dealing with it's secondary trauma. You know, yeah, just because it didn't directly happen to us doesn't mean that we are not impacted by it. And so, like, I need for us to take a minute and sit back and really, I always say, assess the emotional casualties that you have endured as a result of what has happened to you, like real talk. And so, like, we really do need to sit back and ask ourselves, like, how is this impacting me? Because I know that, you know, there are people that are, I don't want to go to the store because you tell me I can go to the store and get killed. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm, I don't want to go to church because you're telling me I can go to church and get killed. You know, like, just, you know, just... Those things, and I want us to understand that it is absolutely okay for us to feel how we feel, but we also have to recognize when those feelings have changed and when they are starting to alter how we move on an everyday basis. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when, you know, a person has been impacted by trauma or high levels of toxic or traumatic stress, we do the fight, flight, freeze, or fire. You know, and, and, and then hypervigilance comes in. And, you know, I've talked about hypervigilance a lot when, you know, that's that always being on guard, always waiting for the other shoe to fall, not having the ability to enjoy what's happening in the moment because I'm too busy tripping off of what has happened or what will happen. Mm. And so because of that, we have to sit back and ask ourselves, you know, what, what happened to me? How am I reacting? Am I having a hard time sleeping? Is my stomach upset? Am I having... You know, those somatic things, you know, those body things that happen. Am I having headaches that I wasn't having before? Am I having body aches? Am I snapping off at people that I wasn't snapping off at before? You know, am I, am I not able to enjoy the things that I used to enjoy? You know, those things, do an assessment on yourself. And if you are not okay, you mm -hmm. know, people say all the time, it's okay not to be okay. And that's the truth. Yes. But if you realize that you're not okay, then I need you to do something about it. Mm -hmm. Because it's not all right that this is happening. It yes. is impacting us. You know, mm -hmm. the people it's impacting everybody, but especially people of color. Because that's we, what I wanted you to hit on. Always, <laughs> we have always had a hard time here in America. Being yes. a person of color has not ever been the thing to do and or be, you know, for people who don't like us or who right. don't understand us. And so yeah. we do have that underlying fear. That yes. underlying feeling that is inside of us, but y'all, we can't live in fear. You know, we can't live in fear. We have to be aware, but don't live in fear. And if we got some things that's going on, if you're not doing okay, you know, I say it all the time, go get yourself a therapist. It's okay for you to get somebody to go talk to. It's mm -hmm. absolutely okay. It's nothing wrong with that because as I always say, you'll go to the hospital if your body wasn't right. right. So talk to a professional if your mind's not right. Go to somebody that can help you help yourself become the best version of you. And that's mm -hmm. absolutely okay. No shame. Right. No shame at all. Yeah. You said that you need for people to learn how to feel through their emotions. Can yes. you tell me how we do that and what happens when we don't? And so basically, first things first, what, what happens when you don't feel your way through your emotions? You're snapping off at people. You're having a hard time. You're sabotaging relationships. You um, you know, you are you your your body isn't working like it needs to. Your brain is foggy. You forgetting stuff. You know, you disconnecting from your emotions. You know, those types of things are happening. You avoiding things all the time. Those are the things that happens when you don't feel your way through your emotions. Now, for you to be able to feel your way through your emotions, I tell people one: how you feel is how you feel. Your feelings are your feelings, and they're yours to have. Mm -hmm. And so. You're going to be sad. 
you're going to be angry. You're going to, you're going to be upset. You're going to be happy. You're going to be nervous. Those are all emotions. So when you, when you feel them and they are there, acknowledge that they are there. Ask yourself, where is it coming from? What's, what's the root of this? What is it? And sometimes you just got to allow it to pass. Sometimes you got to, you got to sit in it and you got to feel it, you know, because sometimes you don't want to feel it, but you got to allow yourself to feel it, but then get to the other side of it. It's okay for you to create a new normal. See, most of the time when we feel feelings that we don't want to feel, we avoid them. You know, and so that's that flea. That's when we want to smoke it away, drink it away, sex it away, shop it away, get to yeah. work more than you need to, start being in everybody else's business but not your own. You know, that's, that's when those things start happening. You know, but at the end of the day, when you lay down at night, when that mm-hmm. house comes down, when you finish doing whatever it is that you was doing to try to avoid it, that mess is still going to be there. Yeah. And when you stuff it in the back of your mind and you act like it's not there, it's going to show up. It's going to show up in your work. It's going to show up in your in your relationship. Mm. Show up. You know what I mean? It's going to show up in your body. You know, mm. and so you have to allow yourself to acknowledge it. We got a skill called RAW. RAW stands for realize, admit, and work through. Realize when you're not all right. And I always say, when you're not operating from a place of balance, that means I ain't too good, I ain't too bad, I ain't all right. Like, real talk. And then admit, what's my role in this? Mm. Because you can't change other people. I say it all the time. You can't change other people. You can only change yourself, the level of access you give people to you, and how you respond to what they do. So admit, what, what is this issue doing for me? How is it making me feel? What is it making me do? How is this feeling? What is going on inside of me? And then what do I want this to look like? Mm -hmm. You have to be intentional about the things that you do. You have to be intentional because oftentimes we just out here moving around on autopilot. We froze. We just waking up to go to sleep. And so we doing the same things, the same maladaptive things day in and day out. And then wondering why things ain't getting better. Because okay, Candice, okay, Candace, what does maladaptive mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, mal- I, was, I heard you said a couple times. I was like, now I know I can Google, but I'm gonna ask her. <laughs> and so basically, like maladaptive coping skills or those coping skills that are unhealthy and aren't good for you. Okay, you know okay. what I mean? And so, like, you don't want that. You want things that you can integrate into your life to help you become the best version of yourself. Just flat out. Yes. Look, my you sister tapped in. She said, Yes, ma'am, preach. Yes, you know, and so because of that, you know, you have to start, you may have to, again, I'm going to always be pro-therapy. You may have to get yourself a therapist. You know, hey, get yourself a life coach, but do understand life coaching is not therapy, but it is coaching. I want you to understand two separate things, both good, but two separate things recognized. You know, you may have to start exercising more. You may have to change up how you eat. You may have to read some books. You may have to listen Mm -hmm. to some podcasts. You may have to do things, but you are going to have to integrate new things into your life so that you can change what's happening. And that's the biggest thing. And be willing to make those changes. That's that realize the issue, admit your role and how it's impacting you. And that W is to work to create a new normal. That's how you feel your way through your emotions. Thank you. I love that. Can you explain what fawning is and the fawner response? So fawning, me myself personally, I am in fawning recovery because <laughs> I, I love everything you say about it because I think that so many people suffer from it. Yeah, and so fawning happens at some point in your life. There is something that happened to you, 
And when it happened to you, you were the person that either were the, was the people pleaser. You were the person that had, you know, that had to fix it. You were the I'll take care of it. I'll get it done. You may have been the child in the house that when everything was going on, you was cooking dinner to make sure everybody was taken care of. You was getting the kids to sleep or even in your relationship, you may have been the person to take on everything because you just didn't want no problems. You try to reduce the impact of whatever the trauma can be in a situation. So those are your, that's what happens. And so that's how founders are created. And then you become a founder. And then people think that you're just the best thing since sliced bread. But the reality of the situation is you just trying to keep mess from happening. That's all. You don't want a problem. You don't want a problem. That's it. And so you end up doing everything. You end up overcompensating. You end up being the person. Don't worry about it. I'll do it. Don't worry about it. I'll go pick them up. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of the decorations. Don't worry about it. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll do this. And then you done did all this. And then now you done burn the candle at both ends. And now you're overwhelmed and you looking out and you mad because you ain't got nobody to help you. But you done taught everybody that you don't need nobody. Mm -hmm. And it's overwhelming. It's exhausting. Yeah. How did you yeah. recover from being a fawner? Like I, I got tired of being tired. Like real talk. You know. Like I realized that I can't, I cannot make other people heal. That that is an inside job. I cannot do for others what they are not willing to do for themselves. Mm. Um. I just, I just did a TikTok the other day, and I was like. You cannot, you cannot continue to allow people to enlist, to enlist you into their wars that yes. they not even willing to fight. So you becoming a foot soldier in their battle of life and they yes. ain't even willing to fight. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so you got, all the, you got all the equipment ready to go on a hike and they sitting down in the back. They Netflixing and chilling. And you like, what the hell? <laughs> you come back with all these scars and battle wounds and everything because of they fight. And they look, they they looking good. You like why you got a new lace front? Not my permission. How is this happening? <laughs> but that's the reality of it. So like I had to realize, just being one hundred, that I I had to I had to love myself enough to tell other people no, and recognize that I can't do more for people than they are willing to do for themselves, and be okay with that. And and the people that you're talking about. They have all kind of titles. They got oh, yeah. titles. Family, friends, co-workers. You know what I mean? The situationship including like all of it. You know what I'm saying? Like all of it. You know, everybody. You know, because yeah. what happens is we end up becoming an emotional hostage to other people's situations. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens when you're a foreigner because you know what it feels like to go without. You know what it feels like not to have. You know what it feels like not to have somebody be there for you. You know what that feels like. So you don't want to give that to other people. But I say it all the time. You can't sacrifice yourself for somebody else. Or to put it in different terms, you can't be so loyal to somebody else that you disloyal to yourself. Come on now. you. But it's we not. do it all the time, but that is not yeah. fair to you. No matter how much you want to help somebody, no matter how much you love somebody, if they are not willing to do it, ask yourself, if you was dead and gone, how would they get it taken care of? Mm. So now when people come to me, I'll be like, I want to be the last person that you reach out to. I mean, I need you to have exhausted all of your resources before you come to me. 
I don't let me put me last on the list, not first, because usually I'm first. I used to be first on a whole lot of people's list. And mm -hmm. then I'm exhausted. I'm yeah. tired. And then I'm sitting back looking at you after I done helped you out of something. Probably two, three months later, you back in the same situation. And I'm like, houseway. Houseway. Right. And I'm and I'm not gonna do it again. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to get to that. You have to get to that point. Tired mm -hmm. of being tired. Yes. And and in relationships, like you did a TikTok on this, you know, all all my all my research come from your TikToks because they so <laughs> they, they so thorough, they so thorough, they so are, much. and you so consistent. So you know, I, where where my ticker at, so people can um know what you're. Yeah, there we go. Follow Candice. Follow me. Go ahead. Yes. You can get your uh uh your therapist talk every single day following her because she's really consistent. Can you talk about people in relationships not owning their own shit? Oh Lord. How what are some ways they can embrace their flaws? Because I got this from your video, create mm -hmm. a new normal and not lose the relationship with the other person. Well, we go back to the trauma responses, and it goes back to flee, you know what I mean, where you avoiding things on, on your shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you know you dead ass wrong, you dead ass wrong. Don't hold on to being dead ass wrong because that is not going to help you and nobody else. And yeah, for you to acknowledge what you for you to acknowledge that you wrong in something, it goes back to that raw skill again. You got to realize that there is an issue and admit what your role is in that issue again. You know where people are always like, well, I don't even I don't understand why he don't communicate with me. Yeah. Are you are you safe to talk to? Mm. <laughs> you know? Real talk, are you somebody that it's safe for him to come and say something to you? Or whenever you come and talk to him or whenever anybody comes to talk to you, it feel like they about to get their head bit off. It feel like they have to get into an argument or a fight. If that's the way that it is, then ain't nobody going to want to come talk to you because you're not a safe space. I need you to own that. Yeah. I need you to own that. And then I need you to work on becoming an easier person to communicate with because at any point in time, when you start using words as weapons, you are no longer having a conversation. You are in an argument. Mm -hmm. And so you have to think about that. And some of us, because of the things that we've been through, we are fighters. We natural fighters. So yeah. somebody say something, who the hell are you talking to? Because you got me messed up. You ain't finna be Listen, that's why we got all these reality you, shows. You know what that's I mean? And you got the door, we get the door to yes. fix it. And you know, we all into it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you have to be willing to listen to people to gain understanding. Mm. And so if you are listening to people for you to be able to respond, you ain't listening. That's the one thing. If you say something to somebody and what you said hurts them, acknowledge it. I am a big person. I will tell you, I may not apologize to you for what I said because I thought that shit through. I yeah. thought it through. No, I meant what I said, yeah. but I do apologize for how it impacted you. I do delivery, delivery matters. Delivery it. matters. You know what I'm saying? And maybe I needed to say it in a different way. Own it. Because everybody is not you. That means that they don't give and receive information the same way that you give and receive information. And so because of that, you have to be knowledgeable about how it's being given. So when you're talking to somebody, ask them, what did you hear? What did you get from what I just said? Because sometimes they're filtering it through their own stuff, their own mess. And it may not come out the way it may not be taken in the way that you meant to put it out. Or you done did something that was dead ass fucking wrong. You know what I'm saying? And you got to own it. At what point you may not have even realized it in the moment that you was dead ass wrong in the heat of it. But when you go sit back 
and you thinking about it or you texting your friends talking about this MF got me messed up, whatever. <laughs> Whenever the light bulb comes on that I done, I done, I done mm-hmm. fucked up the church's money, I was not right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go back and be willing to say, you know what? My bad. I was I was responding this way. I may have been triggered off of this. I have to say it sometime. I'll be like, hey, I was triggered and I wasn't responding. I, I was I was wrong. My yeah. bad. You know, I overreacted. My bad. You know, I assumed something because we get these cognitive distortions all the time where we tell ourselves one damn thing and that is not what the hell is going on. You know, <laughs> we rolled off that shit. We rolled off of it too. <laughs> That's not it. And what does what does owning your own, you know, stuff um, contribute to the relationship with others? You know, once you are at peace with yourself and once you are able to deal with your own self, I tell people all the time, get so comfortable with you that can't nobody tell you nothing new about yourself. You know what I mean? Goods, bads and uglies. And so with that, you can put your ego to the side. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. You can put your ego to the side in relationships, whether they're friendships, whether they're romantic, whether it's work, whatever. Put your ego to the side and be able to see things for what they actually are and not for what you want them to be. And then respond from there. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. We are often responding to people based off of our experiences. We are often responding to people based off of what we want. We go into conversation with people already in our mind how we want the shit to lay out. And then when the shit don't lay out the way we want it to, then it's automatically wrong. It ain't wrong. They it's, look, it's almost like you gave them a script. Like you, you gave know, them a script. They ain't got no script. That was page two. You was not on page two. And they like, what the hell are you talking about? They don't know what you talking about. You know, and so you, you know, and, and another thing is that that goes back and speaks to being present. You got to be present. You know what I mean? You think about it. Most of us go into situations and our mindset is either in what has happened or what will happen. And we really ain't tripping off of what's happening until it's already passed. Mm-hmm. And so you have to remind yourself to be present. We got a skill called reset. Remember, every situation encourages thought. I say reset before you respond. Reset before you react because you have to allow yourself first. As soon as that shit hits you, it's going to hit. It's going to hit all this that you used to. It's going to hit all that. And that ain't necessarily where you want it to go. You want to let it kind of kind of sit a little bit. Let it get in there. Get past, get past the trauma. Get past those experiences. Get past those, you know, get past all of that, that negative stuff. Get past all of it and then see it for what it is. I tell people, take a breath before you speak. Just breathe. Breathe before yeah. you speak. No, because yeah. you know you when you mad you ain't even breathing you just <laughs> you can't yeah, even and, you, and, and you said twenty you said twenty twenty two is the year that that's just the way I am is dead yes that shit is over because no that's just the way you choose to be because you can always we are growing and changing and developing into the day we leave this world so for you to say that that's just how I am no that's just how you choose to be seriously. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if that's just how you choose to be on that shit. So when somebody bring that shit to you, you don't get mad about it. When somebody brings something to you that you don't like about you, if you get mad about it, you need to ask yourself, why am I pissed about it? Because somebody can come to me and be like, Candace, me and time don't get along. I'm working on it. I promise I am. I will show, I will be late. Like, I ain't, I'm sorry. <laughs> It may be five minutes. It may be three. I'll, some, some in me can't get there all the time on time. 
But you know that. And you I know, know that about myself. You know what I mean? So because of that, now I have to leave earlier. I tell myself because that is how I am. You know what I'm saying? I got ADD and I be doing shit. I get distracted. So because of that, I, I tell myself everything in here. This interview, it started at 1.45. It didn't start at 2 o'clock. It started at 1.45. So therefore, by 2 o'clock, I was going to be ready. So if yep. somebody was to come to me and be like, man, Candace, like, uh, dude, you, you, huh. you know, I won't get mad. I'd be like, I'm sorry. Charge it in my head and I'm a heart. I swear to God, I'm working on it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get upset and get to going off on you about it. You know what I mean? But if somebody brings something to you and it brings up anger inside of you, you need to ask yourself why and what are you doing about it? Being 100. Don't kill the messenger. Deal with the message. Yeah. Yeah. And you did one video and I'm glad because uh, a lot of people did a million videos on this topic, but you did only one video on the slap heard around the world of, of Chris, you know, Will Smith and Chris Rock. But what my question is, you know, is not about the slap. It's not about, you know, the actual happen is the aftermath. If you were Chris's therapist, if you were Will Smith's therapist, um, first of all, how would you, uh, you know, tell Chris how to have dealt with a moment like that? Mm -hmm. And what would you tell Will Smith to uh, get overcome something, not for his career, but mm -hmm. for his own mental health? Yes. Well, first of all, for Chris, the first thing is I am proud of you because of the control that you were able to exude on this stage. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's one thing because that could have easily gone a different way. You know what I mean? And so that's that. He didn't meet Will where he was. That's one. And a lot of it probably was shock. He probably was just in shock because I can't believe this shit just happened. Did this man just got <laughs> in out of his room? <laughs> you know, that's that, you know, right. but also letting him know and validating that it was not OK for that to happen to you. It wasn't. And if you are upset, you know, however you feel, those are your feelings. And it's OK for you to feel your way through those things. It's absolutely OK for you to feel them. That's for Chris. For Will, it is recognizing and understanding that, baby, your wife was not in danger. So you was not protecting your wife. Chris was not coming down to do nothing to your wife. The joke was done. And he had moved over and moved on. So I need you to acknowledge that that, that wasn't that wasn't it. I need you to acknowledge what that really was. You know, and so to realize that you were triggered and because you were triggered, this is the way that you responded. You had an impulsive, emotional reaction to something. And so because some things were beyond your control in that moment, that was something you felt that you can control and you can do something. And you did, but you didn't make the best choice. But the choice has been made. So now how do we move forward and how do we prevent from this happening to you again? Yeah. What, what, what I want to know, Candice, is... He's one of the people that has done so much work yes. in therapy and yes. talked about it. So, you know, most people aren't even self-aware enough to think about addressing their mental health, let alone going to therapy. But, you mm -hmm. know, he didn't went to therapy. So how did he end up in that space when he's done so much work on himself? But like I told you, I, like I said all the time, I think I did a TikTok about it. I was like, it don't go away. You know what I mean? Like me, there. So there's chaos, Candace, C-H-A-O-S, can't help acting out severely, Candace. And then there's chaos, Candace, keep healing and overcoming struggles, Candace. Well, C-H-A-O-S, chaos, still sit back here. She sit back here. She back here. And sometimes, especially in parenting, we have conversations. And I be like, Candace, that ain't what you need to do. That ain't, that ain't it. You know, but it's there. And we operate 90% from our subconscious brain and 10% from our conscious brain. Okay. That means 90% of the things that we do are based off of things that have already happened. 
And so no matter how much work you do, you can still be triggered. And when you are triggered, you can still respond with old patterns because they are still in you. You know what I'm saying? So that's the reason why we have to reset before we respond. That's the reason why we have to tap out in certain situations. We have to learn how to do those things. And sometimes you're going to fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to understand that you're a human. And everybody that talks so much shit about Will Smith, I really want you to sit back and think about how many times have you done some shit that you probably shouldn't have did. You know what I'm saying? Like being 100, the man is human. Thank you. Thank you for for saying that because they they have demonized him. They made him him the worst thing since. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just horrible. But the reality of the situation is he's human and he had been going through a lot. He had been going through a whole lot. So since he had been going through a whole lot, he was was up to here. Mm -hmm. And so him being up to here, he just finally reacted. And when he reacted, it went it went bad. You know, and so it's like recognizing that, but understand that that's why I say keep healing and overcoming struggles because the healing, mental health, mental wellness, they are continuous processes. Mm -hmm. It's continuous. Continuous. That's very important for all of us, for all Mm -hmm. of us. Yeah. With your, with your daughter. <laughs> yeah. Look, my, look, my kids is getting my kids getting ready to leave, and so I'm looking over. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> Bye, baby. <laughs> your daughter just turned 16. Wow. Last Friday, I ain't ready. I don't want no parts of it. But I, can't <laughs> I don't want no parts of it. None of it. None of it at all. I don't. Your enough. baby is not a baby no more. You hear me? I'm like, I got two years with you, babe. What am I supposed to do? I feel like it's so much more I got to put into. I don't know. It's just... <laughs> oh, girl, that, that two years is a lie. It's going to be for the rest. I'm still mama, 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 mama. <laughs> hey, but the one thing she hey, she can always come home. That's it. You can't exactly. say forever, but you can always come home. It'll be a place in the year. That's yes. it. <laughs> it's like, since, since we talked about your daughter, there was a TikTok that you did about parenting, and you said, I'm going to need y'all to understand that <laughs> You can't expect unconditional love yes. if you're not giving it. And maybe your kids are mirroring you. So can you talk about that from a parental stage? So one of the things that I really work hard on is not loving my kids conditionally. You know, um, my mother, my mother loves me. My mother loves me with everything in her, you know, but because of the trauma that she went through, because of the things that we that she went through. As I got older, there were moments that because I didn't do the things that she wanted me to do, some of her reactions were hurtful and harmful to me. And so it was based off of conditions. You do what I want you to do, then I got you. If you don't do what I want you to do, then I don't. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that because you are the adult and you're supposed to always be the parent. And so, and that's, and that's something you never take your love away from your child just because your child ain't doing what you want them to do. That's it. You can be upset. You can you. I mean, you can be you be your human, but don't take your love away. But many times when our kids don't do what we want them to do, we all these horrible things. But then we expect for them to always treat us like sunshine and rainbows. Make it make sense. They're human. <laughs> yes. And, so and they're learning from you. Right. And you te- you're teaching them how to treat you. You're teaching them how to be in relationship with people. And so if you are holding grudges against your kids, then how you going to get mad at them when they don't want to fool with you? You know what I'm saying? Like if you have something happen and you treated them like they was a stranger on the street, why do you expect for them to be loyal to you? Like make it make sense. Even with even with animals, you got a dog. If you kick that dog every time you see that dog, that dog may be man's best friend. But one day that dog going to bite the shit out of you because I'm tired of you kicking him. 
Amen. Same with your kids. Yeah. Same. Thing. Yeah. And listen, if you guys watching, if you have any questions for Candace, just put a cue in front of it and I'll get it to her uh, before we finish the interview. I'll, I'll ask her. So make sure you put a cue in front of it so I know that it's a question and not just, hey, girl, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you said that you are responsible for your own healing. You know, you're mm -hmm. responsible for your own healing. So um, and you said that you are not your trauma. Your trauma is what happened to you, but it's not mm -hmm. who you are. How can we stop being a hostage uh, to what other people did to us? So we got a skill called free. Free stands for forgive, release, embrace, and elevate. Forgiveness is hard. You know what I'm saying? But forgiveness does not mean that you got to run through the flower garden singing kumbaya holding hands. That is not what the hell I mean by forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is when you get to a point where the person or the situation no longer negatively impacts you. That's it. So we have to get to a point where we realize, you know, they say all the time, hurt people, hurt people. And it's true. Broken mm -hmm. people break people down, whether it's on purpose or by mistake. Understanding mm -hmm. that. So understand that if somebody done did some fuck shit to you, there's something in them is fucked up. Flat out. And you can't change that. You cannot. But what you can do is get to a point where you forgive that person for not being who you wanted or needed that person to be in your life. You release them from the, the R's release. You release them from the unrealistic expectations that you put on people. Because mm -hmm. oftentimes we, we expect things and we want things from people who don't even have the capacity to give us what we're looking for. You know what I'm saying? And so we're angry with them because they're not giving us what we want them to give. We're angry because they're not reacting the way we want them to react. And the reality is, is they ain't got that shit in them. So release. embrace the situation. No shame. Embrace it for what it was, what it is, and what it can be. You can't go back and you can't change it. So what 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 are the lessons and how do I level up? How do I want what do I want to take from this? Realize what the barriers are so you can work through them. How is it impacting me today? Yeah. And what do I want to do with this shit going forward? Mm -hmm. And you e elevate to a higher level of living. That's it. Recognizing that what they did to you is what they did to you. But what you do with it, that is your responsibility. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I yeah. love that. You I love that. that. You are not a victim. I don't give a fuck what it was. Mm -hmm. You are not a victim. You are not a hostage to what happened to you. That mm -hmm. happened. Your trauma, whatever your trauma is, it happened to you. But it is not who you are. Yeah. And yeah. that that, I think a lot of people need to hear that because, you know what I mean, they take on the trauma as being them. You it, become I mean? your, it become your personality. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It become who you are. It become the representative of who you are. And it's like, that ain't that ain't it. Yeah. You know, that is not who you are. You are not your trauma. Yes, your mm -hmm. trauma is a part of you. Mm -hmm. I am who I am because of everything that I've been through. Goods, bads, and yeah. good. You know what I'm saying? Right. I am who I am. And that's okay. You know, I tell my mama all the time, my mother's going through therapy and stuff now. So my mother come back around and she'd be like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'd be like, mama, you ain't got to apologize to me no more. I'm good. I forgive you. Like I really do. I see you for who you are, not for who I wanted you to be, not for who I needed you to be. I see you for who you are and recognize that broken parents raised broken babies. You broke me because you was broken too, not on purpose. So yeah. you ain't got to apologize to me for it. But I had to unlearn a whole lot of that shit you taught me. <laughs> and that's absolutely okay. I did have to go through some things. Really? Now, hey, like chaos is real. You know what I'm saying? But 
because of that and being 100 because I did my work and continuously do my work. Like what I love to see in my family is that we are healing forward and backwards. Mama didn't yeah. help. Grandma getting help. Daughter, son, like I'm, we doing it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And we recognizing that this ain't no fine China type of situation. You know what I'm saying? We got cracks and nicks and shit all up in us. But we're going to make sure that we recognize that there are some things that may have been cracked, but we're not broken. Come on now. Come on. That, what, I knew I bought the tambourine for something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And there was a quote that I saw, and then you actually spoke on it, so I would definitely want to bring it up, is mm -hmm. um, just because you love a person, it doesn't mean that they feel loved by you. That is the realest shit ever because we, you know, you look at love languages, you know what I'm saying? And so everybody doesn't give and receive love the same way. And so like, for instance, you can have somebody that you may be a person that love gifts and love to spend money and love to like go out and do stuff all the time. And you may be with a person or around a person that just likes quality time. We can be at home alone together. You know what I'm saying? Or you got a person that they don't need none of that shit. They just want you to gas them up and tell them how well they doing and how good they look. And you know, their ideas is good. You know what I'm saying? So you have to take the time to learn how people need to be loved and not just love people your way. And we often do that. You know, we loving folks the way we want to be loved over loving them and they don't even feel like they're being loved. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a gifts person. You can buy me all this expensive shit and I'd be like, that's what's up. But where, where are we going? Like, can we can we just spend some time? Like, I just want to be around you. Like, that's all I want. Like, for real, we can go driving and I'll be good. Like, you ain't got to spend no money on me. You know what I'm saying? You spent all this damn money. And I'm like, I don't even carry big purses. Like, what the hell is I'm going to do with that? I'll, I wear hoops, hoop studs, and a watch. Like, I don't even wear the rings. And that ain't even yeah. me. Yeah. And, like, you got to understand that, you know, because like there are a lot of people and it's not just romantic relationships. Like I had to find my kids love languages like my son's love language is quality time. You know what I'm saying? So like he just want to do stuff with me and I'd be like, oh, Lord, I'm doing people and Lord, I just. All right. So what we going to do? We're we going to do. Can we just be alone together? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> me, like, my daughter, she a teenager. Her ass like gifts. So she like buying shit. So like if I. Get her something. If I'm out and I think about something and I see something that she like and I bring it to her, she's overjoyed. You know what I'm saying? And understanding that people's love languages change. And so you have to communicate and have conversation, ask people, how do you want me to love you? What do you need? How do you need me to show up for you? Ask them. Don't just assume because you are assuming based off of your experiences, based off of your thought process, your mindset. And that's you. But you and other people are totally different. Even if you guys are in the same house, it's different. Yeah. And you got to recognize it. And it don't say nothing bad about you. It doesn't. It just says that you are open enough and emotionally intelligent enough to recognize that we are not all the same. And so yeah. I have to take the time to get to know you. That's all. Mm -hmm. And I think, and it's selfish to be mad at somebody else because they're not happy at what you gave because you're like, I gave this. If you gave your son stuff that he doesn't want, like, how come you going to be mad if he don't like it? Right. That's real. Because if somebody gave your ass something you didn't want, you're going to be pissed about it. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I think that that's the biggest thing is that we got to be willing in relationship with people, willing to willing to, to, to step in somebody else's shoes, willing to switch seats, willing, like I say, reset, to remember every situation and courage to stop. Willing to see things from different points of view, from different points of view, 
We have to be willing to do that because your way is not the only way. And sometimes your way is not right. Or it may be right for you, but it's not right for somebody else. And that's okay. And that's okay. I love you say that all the time. At the end. And that's okay. And that's and not that's fair okay. to you. I love yes. that. People, people get mad at me. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> somebody do something to me. I'm like, that's okay. Because you know me. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. You just can't do that shit with me. So, hey, that's okay that you want to do that. You just can't do that shit with me. And that's okay. Be you. Be free, boo. Hey. But look, <laughs> over there. Over there. Her husband stops kisses. Quick as a bitch. You know what? <laughs> I love that. Can you please um, define toxic loyalty? And yeah. how does it, how does it, you know... Uh, not serve the best version of you. So toxic loyalty, you know, the way that I define toxic loyalty is when you are loyal to people just because of the role that they play in your life. And so, you know, again, you will be like, well, that's my mama or that's my cousin or that's my man or that's my best friend. And we've been cool forever. Yeah, that's true. But some relationships may have to end or change because you don't like who you have to be to maintain them. And that's absolutely okay. You do not have to be loyal to people that hurt you. You do not have to be loyal to people that don't have your best interest in heart. I don't give a damn who it is. I don't care if that's grandma, I don't care if that's Uncle Freddie. I don't give a damn who it is. Don't nobody get to hurt you. That ain't fair. Mm -hmm. That's not fair. You don't have to be loyal for these titles. You don't. And that's the thing, you know, just because of the role somebody plays in your life. No. You know, one of my clients said something to me one day during the session and I was like, girl, that's gold. You know, and she was like, I learned a long time ago that you cannot choose your you cannot choose your relatives, but you can choose who you call family. And I was like, that is the truth. That is the truth. And so you you create the people around you. You are a product of your environment. And so you create that. I tell people all the time, this you, this you. The five people you spend the most time with, you are a compilation of those people. So you need to take a look at those relationships. Yeah. And, and, if, really so, and if they are harmful to you then you need to do something about it. I don't care who it is. Yeah. And that's just being real. But just thinking about us and thinking about us as, as, as Black people, you know what I'm saying? We've been taught to be loyal. We've been taught. We can't take it all the way back to slavery. You know what I mean? Master beating the shit out of you and raped your wife and took your husband and sold your kid to, 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 to the plantation next door. And you supposed to still get up and cook and act like everything is fine. We've been taught to be loyal. That shit is dead. Yeah. Amen. Again, don't be so loyal to somebody else that you are disloyal to yourself. I don't give a damn who it is. Amen. Yourself on purpose. Don't yes. And you talked about, you know, you, you what your client said was gold. What are some of the common things that you see over and over again in the specific area of therapy that you work in? So um, toxic loyalty is one, um, you know, is there, there's just a lot of trauma. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, you know, I do a lot of focusing. I am a root cause therapist, which means I always look at where to come from, where to start, you know? And so looking at, there's a lot of childhood trauma. It's a whole lot of grown kids out here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And we don't even recognize it. We in our late thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, you know what I mean? And we still are the same children that were broken. You mm. know what I mean? And so that's something that I see. I see a lot of us reacting to things based off of where we were hurt and where the trauma happened, even though we are at a different age. Mm. And so, you know, that's, that's, you know, we aren't, a lot of us aren't showing up as who we are numerically, 
You know what I mean? We aren't. We're showing up as who we are emotionally or where we are mentally. Gotcha. And we don't even recognize that we're not showing up from this space of yeah. a full-fledged, healthy adult. Mm-hmm. And um, you see, when people finally do go to therapy, like what's what can they do to get the best out of it? Like, you know. Well, first and foremost, I tell people all the time, your therapist works for you. You do not work for your therapist. So go ask your therapist questions before you even start putting your business out there and start asking them questions. I tell people all the time, ask your therapist, when was the last time they seen the therapist? Have you ever had therapy? You know what I mean? Because that's a really good question. Because if your therapist hasn't seen the therapist or, or has never gone or isn't seeing anybody, who the hell is helping them with their stuff? That's mm. first and foremost. So if you're not emotionally well or mentally well, how the hell are you going to help me? That's first question. First thing. Second thing is go into an open-minded. You know what I mean? Like that's it. If you don't know what therapy is, you know what I'm saying? Don't go into it based off of what you've seen on TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that. Don't be like, well, I was watching Friends and on that one episode, this way. <laughs> they got paid a million dollars an episode to put that shit out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're not going to get a million dollars for going to therapy unless somebody rich out there is getting you together, like being real. <laughs> go in there with an open mind. Go in there with, you know, go in there understanding that if you have a therapist, if you and this therapist connect, if you and the therapist don't connect, then it's okay for you to go to somebody else. Everybody is not for everybody. But if you feel comfortable with this person, understand that that is supposed to be a safe space for you. So let that shit out. Let it out. Therapy is supposed to be a place for you to be able to go in. Like I tell people all the time, you can go in heavy and leave light. You know, mm. you should be able to go in there and and say how you feel, all those things that you wanted to say to folks that you didn't say, the way you felt like you should have reacted and you didn't react. You're dealing with something and you don't know what to do and you want somebody to kind of help you walk through it. That is what therapy is for. Mm. Therapy is to help you help you help yourself become the best version of you. Mm-hmm. That's it. So don't go in there like, you know, and if you got, you know, I always tell people as far as with my practice, we aren't the experts you are because you know more about yourself than I will ever know about you. All we can do is help you help you. You know what I'm saying? And I so don't go into it. And you are, you like, I know, I know me, but there are some things that need to be healed. There are some things that need to be uncovered. There are some things that need to be processed. And because of that, 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 that therapist is there to help you do those things. They go in and they do the work with you, not for you, yeah, but with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when did you discover that therapy was your calling, your purpose? And how much did you have? Do you have a therapist? And how much did you have to go through to be great at your job? So first and foremost, yes, I do have a therapist. I see her used to be every second Tuesday night, every second Wednesday at 12 o'clock. Yes. 1230 if I got something to do from 10 to 12. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that I am a therapist with a therapist. Flat out. Because I deal with a whole lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a single mom. Like, I got some businesses. I'm a trauma therapist. This shit is heavy. You know what I'm saying? So I need somebody to help me. But, like, I I have always been that person that people have always come to talk to. I've always been that person. I'm sitting somewhere and somebody just come telling me about their whole life. And I'm like, I don't even know. 
Can you at least buy me a drink? Can I get some? I think it had shirts that this conversation is going to cost you. Something. Can, I, I, I work for food. Like something. Can you feed me or something? I'm saying. You know, but I've always been that person and I've always been a person that I don't, I don't like, I, I don't like people being sad. I don't like it, you know, and I'm, I'm a feeler. So like, I feel, I feel it. Like I feel people when they're not in a good space. If I hug somebody, like I may hold you a little tighter because I feel like your spirit is heavy. Like I don't like it. And so as I was going through college, I went to college to be a pediatric nurse practitioner and realized that I don't like science or death. So I was in the wrong <laughs> That's what, to me, that's what college is for, discovery. You hear me? Wrong place. I'm sitting in that microbiology class like, this shit is not for me. Like, what are you <laughs> why, why do I got two anatomy and physiology? One and two. I don't, it's that many bones and shit in the body. I don't know. Let me focus on one area of the body and I'm good. Yeah. Give me brain. And so like when I went into, I went into social work and when I went into social work in undergrad, the classes they didn't feel like I felt like I was home. Like I'm sitting in there and I'm like, oh, okay. Like this may it stuff started clicking and making sense. And one of the biggest things was as I was sitting in my classes and learning about like sociology and things like that, the statistics that they were saying, I was a statistic. Being in there, my parents was teenage parents. I grew up in poverty. I was in a single parent home. I wasn't supposed to be sitting there. You know what I'm saying? But I was. And I'm like, well shit, if I can do this, then I know that somebody else can do it too. And so, like, as I started learning about healing and learning about mental health and started doing my own work, then I was like, hey, every time I learn something new, I was like, shit, I got to take this to my people. How are we going to learn this? And so that's where the mindset came for me. And I say it all the time to urbanize mental health and mental wellness. I want this shit to be just as just as familiar as going off and get my lashes. Hey, bro, I'm about to get my hair cut. I'm about to see my therapist. You show damn right. Let's go. Yes. yes. All I, this don't you feel like it's evolving? Like it's not it as is. big of a stigma. I don't it know is. if it's because of, you know, Charlemagne the God talking about it, Jennifer Lewis, but with, you know, Moore, uh, uh, Chance the Rapper, you know, Taraji P. Henson, everybody, the heal, the those that are healed are out there or those that are healing are out there and reaching back. And that's what it's supposed to be about. We are showing people that it's okay. You know what I mean? Like people always say to me, like, they be like, you different. I, I don't, I ain't met no therapist like you before. I be like, it's a whole crew of us. A and A inspirations. They about they at the office. You know what I mean? But we out here and we are the people that are out here and we are living and walking in our own truths. And because when, when you start walking in your own truth, then it's all right for you to talk about your stuff. And then when you talk about it, there is healing in your testimony that somebody else may hear it and be like, oh shit, if they can do it, I can do it too. Yeah. That's I mean, I feel like, I feel like therapy for, for black people should be part of a reparations package. Shit. Yes. It should be free. Y'all no offense, but y'all fucked us up. Can you help us get it together? Instead of telling us to pull it up by our damn bootstraps and some of us, some of us ain't even got no goddamn boots. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it should be. Like, therapy mm -hmm. should be. Like, you know, something that I'm getting ready to launch. Actually, tomorrow, I'm getting oh, ready to launch the Chaos. Exclusive? Membership. You hear me? Like, I'm getting ready to launch the Chaos membership. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's $7 a month. And what that is, is you come in and you are able to, you're going to get all the raw facts and stuff that I used that I used to post on social media. I ain't going to be doing it on Facebook no more for free. Y'all going to have to join the membership. But on Wednesdays, we're doing a weekly 
raw set, you know, do like right, we're gonna do a reset, you know, where we're gonna get raw, we're gonna, you know, give, you know, remember every situation encourage the thought. We're gonna have an open forum where we open and talk and asking questions for seven dollars a month. That's you know amazing. what I'm saying? You're gonna get, you know, and I tell people all the time you get access to me for seven dollars a month. Can't nobody get access to me for seven dollars a month. I'm just gonna be real. This is gonna be real. <laughs> and they you know shouldn't and, should. and so some folks even like it shouldn't be seven dollars, but I'm like, I want everybody to be able to afford it. But also as a part of that on our website, we have donate a session on our website now. So therefore, if somebody wants to donate a session or donate a workshop or donate a group to somebody, they can do that because mental health, it, it, it should be something that the government should be paying for. You know what I'm saying? For us to be able to get because we ain't fucked up on our own. We didn't come this way. You know what I'm saying? There is a lot of things that have happened, especially looking at systemic racism and things of that nature. There are a lot of things that have happened to us that we are dealing with intergenerational trauma and we ain't start this shit. No, no. And when I, when I hear us, meaning black people, you know, being so hard on each other, I'm like, do you not know this was a whole system set up and it's still here? It's still so instead of us yes. fighting each other, fight the system or get, yes. like you said, get help because you know, all that, like you said, pull, we say that to each other, pull each other by the boot. Like, it's that's systematic that we even talk like that. But that's the thing, because, but, but fight, flight, freeze, fun. We're frozen. A lot of us are frozen. We are waking up to go to sleep. That's the reality of the situation. We are, are going through the motions of life, the physical things of life, but, but we are emotionally disconnected from it. Mm -hmm. And so because we are disconnected from our own emotions, we are not able to be connected to the emotions that others have. And if we're disconnected from our own emotions, then that means that if I'm not tripping off that shit, why are you tripping off that shit? You know what I'm saying? But you, you can't measure my trauma and the impact that it has on me based off of your trauma and the impact that it had on you because we're different people. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. I wanted to also ask you, like, when you allow people to mm -hmm. apologize without changed behavior, you now have become a victim of your own poor choices, right? It's not yeah. about them anymore. So somebody could do you wrong, mm -hmm. but if you let them back in your life without do you know changing it up, mm -hmm. that's no longer their fault. That's your fault. And that's the truth. Who people get mad at me when I say that shit? Well, what if they did this, that, and the other? Patterns don't lie. People do. You know what I'm saying? So once you recognize the pattern. Once you recognize it, you know what I'm saying? Like you can be in a relationship with somebody and they could cheat on you 700 times after that first time that they cheated on you and they came back and they was doing the exact same thing. That second, third, fourth, fifth, six, seven, eight hundred time that it happens. You were aware of the behavior. You were aware of the patterns. You were aware of how that person moved and does things. And a person will be who they are until they learn how to be somebody different. So if they did nothing to change the patterns of behavior, when they are presented with something that reminds them of something they've done before, they ask them to do the same thing again. So now it ain't on them. It's on you because you know who they are. Now you need to decide what the hell you finna do with it. What role do you want them to play in your life? That's what you got to ask yourself. Yes. No, you can't, you can't talk about them no more. That's, that's that good old accountability. We don't take that. <laughs> Accountability, accountability, oh, and, and and you know people get so comfortable in how they always have been because you've always accepted it. You let people do it, and you think you teach people how to how to treat you. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's just it at the end of the day. You teach people how to treat you. Goods, mm -hmm. bad, ugly. Silence is consent. And that's the yeah, thing. So yeah. if you are, if you continuously allow people to do what they have always done, they're going to always do it. But then if you switch up on them, then they're going to be looking at you crazy and it may not work out. It may not. They may stop messing with you or you may have to stop messing with them. But understand, some relationships may have to end a change because you don't like who you have to be to maintain them. And that's OK. That's OK. That's OK. Because it ain't fair to you. Because it's not fair to you. It is not fair to you to be aware of something not being right in your life and you allowing it to keep happening. Okay. That means that you are hurting yourself on purpose and you don't deserve that. Mm -hmm. And you said people will be upset with you. Um, uh, no, people will be upset with you about things that they created in their own head. Like, That's the how, how do we not personalize other people's experiences? You know, I tell people all the time, that shit ain't mine. <laughs> <laughs> That ain't mine. I don't know who you had there, but that is not mine. I don't know that who did it. That was not me. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. That wasn't me. You yeah, know what I mean? But do that all the time. You know, understanding and seeing people and realizing, like, if somebody, it was a skill, patient, pause and think, inhale, exhale, now talk and now tap out. When you walk into a situation, pause and think. If, if you change, your mood change first, is it me? Because it may be me. It may be the shit I done told myself, or I could be triggered by something. It may be my environment because I can be triggered. It may be that other person recognizing that people got shit going on in their life that ain't got nothing to do with you. Understanding that and understanding because they have shit going on in their life, they can react to you based off of what they got going on and not based off of what's actually happening in the moment. That's mm -hmm. real. So you being rooted in your emotions, you being rooted in who you are, you being rooted in your truth. You be rooted in it so that you can, I say, inhale, exhale, breathe, ground yourself, and then tell yourself, now talk if you can talk assertively, and I can speak to you and say what I mean to me when I say, and you don't have to disrespect me, and I ain't got to disrespect you, but if we can't do that, I need to tap out. Tap out. I need to get from, what they say, I need to get from around you. <laughs> I mean, That's don't, what folks be saying that. You know, I need to get from around here. I need to get from around you. That's what I need to do, because... You know, because the reality of the situation, no matter how much healing I get, I tell people often, we need to discontinue this conversation. We need to stop talking. You know, I even say, please just stop talking right now because I got anxiety. So I'd be like, ah, oh, stop talking yeah. because I, I know me. You don't know me, but I know I know where this can go. You don't know where this can you go. You got no idea. You have no idea where this can go. So because of that, I'm going to remove myself from the situation. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're weak. That doesn't mean you're a punk. It doesn't mean anything. That means that you choose you and your peace yeah. over somebody else's bullshit. Oh, come on now. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Dropping gems. And growing and evolving, you know, you definitely said that you should, um, you can grieve, you know, who you used to be and growing right. who you want to become. What does that look like? Baby, you got to go through the grieving process. It's real. You know what I mean? Shit, I just woke up. I thought I was woke. I went through a divorce in 2019, separated in 2018. 2019 is a blur. I don't know what the fuck happened in 2019. I was froze, just being 100. 2020, I was like, yeah, I'm good. No, I wouldn't. 2021, I was like, okay, I was better. But 2022, I woke up one day and I was like, oh, shit, the world is different out here. Look at this. 
<laughs> the sun is shining and the stars. Look at the look at that. Look at the sky. You know what I mean? Like I, I really woke up, but I had to allow myself to be sad. I had to. I had to allow myself to really go through the sadness and why am I sad? What am I sad about? What am I losing? You know what I mean? Grieve the loss of that. I had to be, I had to be angry. What was I angry about? You know what I'm saying? I had to allow myself. I had to journal. I had to pray. I had to meditate. I had to speak that shit out. I had to sit in that shit. I had to bargain. Well, if I would have done it this way, then maybe this would have been different. I had to, to allow myself to do that. I was in denial for a minute. Like, I cannot believe this shit. I didn't gave this man 17 years of my life. You telling me that all I walked out with was experiencing kids? Like, what are we doing here? Like, I had to allow myself to, to do that, to, to do it. And then I finally got to acceptance and realizing that in whatever situation you go through, when you grieve the loss of it, you have to get to a point where you understand it wasn't all good. It wasn't all bad. But you learn some things mm -hmm. and you take those things that you learn and you move forward and you create a new normal. You can't go back to who you used to be because that person doesn't exist anymore. So you have to let go of what was so that you can be open to receive what will be. And it's scary as hell, but do it scared because you know what it feels like to hurt and hold on. And you deserve to know what it feels like to heal and move forward. You deserve it. This mm -hmm. I love I love that. Can you remind us all why mental health is important and getting a therapist can change and improve your life? Yes, because I say it all the time. Mental wellness is dope. Dope mean it is done on purpose every day. If you are not mentally well, you are mentally ill. That is the reality of the situation and that is not fair to you. Yes, you may be out here and operating and doing well. Yeah, you can move good if you got a broken arm. You can still be able to get out here and still make it, but it sure will be well if you'd be a whole lot better if you had two working arms. You know what I'm saying? So go through and, and take the time. Do an emotional inventory on yourself. And when you do an emotional inventory, that's, that's looking at it. Get a piece of paper, make columns. Mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, and financial. Lay them five columns out. Right where you are. Be real with yourself. Don't you lie to you because what you tell yourself is the truth. And that don't mean it's the truth. So tell yourself. <laughs> right. So be honest with yourself. Don't you lie. And be yeah. honest about where you are in those places. And then flip the paper over and write where you want to be. And if you don't have the tools to get there, go get the tools. Yeah. That's just, it's just that simple. Go get, your, go get yourself a therapist. Mm -hmm. Because if you needed glasses, you'll go to the eye doctor. Yep. If you needed groceries, you'll take your ass to the grocery store or you're going to go get you something to eat. You're going to door dash some shit. You're yeah. going to reach out for a resource. Right. So don't be afraid to reach out for a resource for your mind because your brain runs your body. Think about it. It does. It does. And one more time, tell us about um, mm -hmm. the, the website and the program that you're launching <laughs> next. Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Right? Oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Because, because that, so, to me, so, if you can't go through therapy, this would be the first step of getting help. And so what this is, is it is a platform that provides psychoeducation in regards to social and emotional health. That's what it is. And so because of that, it's a place where I say it's a safe space for us to heal and grow together. 
And so um, if you want to today, you can go to www.chaosinc.org. That's K-H-A-O-S-I-N-C.org. Subscribe today and we'll send you the email blast so you can sign up for the membership as soon as it launches tomorrow. But what you can do every day, if you follow me on social media, you know that since 2017, every day I've been giving y'all free therapy for the past five years. And so now what's going to happen is I'm just going to take it into a space where we're going to be doing weekly. We're going to be doing daily affirmations. We're going to be talking. We're going to be doing resets where we sit on Wednesdays. I'm coming on live. If you want, I can bring you on. You can ask your questions and different things like that. And we're going to talk about it. Real people having real conversations and offering real solutions. And then we got our own our forum. So therefore, you can ask questions and people within the community. What I'm building is called the chaos community. It's a keep healing and overcoming struggles community. So it's a place where we are and where it's no judgment because who the hell are we to judge you just because you struggle differently than we do? Cool. And it's, it's $7. That's $7 it. a month. You cannot beat that. You cannot beat that. You cannot. Listen, it, for a tank of gas, it's called $7 now. You, you heard me. I'm telling you, man. What? For three days worth of gas. I'm telling you. It's, it's all here. <laughs> I just posted the other day. I said, this ain't the same gas he was paying 2 and $3 for because this gas ain't gassing like last year's gas was gassing. Some ain't right. Some ain't right. Okay, tell me. It's not the same gas. Some ain't right. It's cutting it with something. Some ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, and I know that you have people trying to get you to be their therapist just from social media. Where yeah. can people go if they want to sign up? Because you have a whole business. You have yeah. other therapists who are just as good as you. I do. Not I you, know. but they they work with you. I they have to be good. And so, good news, bad news. Good news. There are other therapists out here that are trained in the chaos mindset at ANA Inspirations. You can go to www.aainspirationswithans.com and you can sign up. We do individual, uh, we do group, we do family, we do in-person, and we do virtual. Now, bad news. I, starting June 1st, am not taking any more individual clients. And the reason why I am not taking any more individual clients is because I am moving it out. I want to expand this chaos community. So I will be, like I said, doing the, um, the chaos community videos and things like that. I will be, you know, doing more workshops and doing different things like that. I'm actually getting ready to offer a chaos ma masterclass where it's a six week class where you can go through it and you can learn the whole chaos mindset and we're going to do this work. You know what I mean? We you are going to listen. You um, ain't got time. You ain't got time to be one on one. You are right. I can't do one on one. But what I will do is this: if you come to a chaos workshop, if you're a part of the chaos community, if you, you know, come to the chaos masterclass, you're going to get the chaos mindset. So when you are ready to go to therapy, you're going to go being aware that I do have triggers, being aware that there are some adverse childhood experiences I may have encountered, being aware that, yeah, the way I deal with stuff may not be the best way. And so you can get a little bit of a cushion before you go on in and you do that work. So you can get some exposure to it beforehand. That's nice. it. Well, so does that mean no more TikToks? Uh, yeah, I'll be doing them, but y'all going to be getting more snippets of what's happening in the community. Then you're going to be getting this. this right. That's it. That's Smart. that's it. I gotta change it up, you know. And, and, that's, and, and that's good because you're a yeah. businesswoman as well. This is true, you know. And Amron don't take empathy. They don't. They don't. And the gas station don't take compassion. They they. <laughs> I can't get compassion on, on pump eight. They won't. It won't fill up my car. They won't do it. And listen, I know everybody can understand that right there. Yes. You know yes. And and, yep. and if you if you will pay to get other things done, pay for your mental health, man. 
Like for real, your brain runs your body. So don't be, a, I always tell people, don't be a well-kept car and your transmission is slipping. That's not fair to you. I love that. I love That's that. Well, you know, you my TikTok therapist. I'm find me seven dollars <laughs> uh, to, to to join the membership because I just think that you're a wealth of information and wealth of knowledge. You 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 know you like you said you've given you what they say I gave at the office. You didn't gave your charity on like literally. I think people you have helped save people look right. at things differently. You know, and you didn't gave bone marrow. Come on. Come on. Like I'm just, out of a fire. It, it, you a man in the hotel. Come on. The, the slow job all the way down the yeah. stairs. <laughs> you know I mean? on, on top of being a single parent, recently yeah. divorced. Like yeah. all I'm all I'm feeling is black girl magic, black woman magic. You well, know? thank you. I mean, I'm I'm just the, the thing is, is I'm me. I say I'm me wholeheartedly because everybody else is taking. And if I can do it, you can do it too. And so if me living my life and living my life out loud can be an example of how you can do the same thing, then let's go. Nah, it already, it already has been. It already Thank has you. been. So I, I appreciate you um, coming on and giving us, because I was like, I got to talk to her again before May is up. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. Thank you for having me anytime, anytime at all. You know it. You hit me up. I'm like, let's go. What are we doing? And give me a time. I'm there. Let's go. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being so open and dropping it. You see, I'll be listening. You see, I'm consistent. I'll be dropping your videos all through the year. I appreciate you too. I'll be like, man, let's go. I'll be like, I knew she was the one the Lord chose, but I tell you all the time, dope women know dope women and we come together to do dope things. That's how we do it. That's how we grow. You know what I'm saying? That's how we did grow. Did, did y'all hear her call me dope? Yeah, I did. I think so. Yes, you are. You know, hey. I got to get another drop from you before I say goodbye because, you know, she, she on the time frame. She got other stuff to do today. I got to drive to Kansas City. I'm getting ready to go do a raw session. But before I go, can I say my chaos affirmation also? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so let me. You ready? Or yours. Here we go. My story is my story because it makes me who I am. I'm never ashamed of what I've been through. I'm now doing the best I can. My feelings are my feelings, even when it's a burden to hold. There is nothing wrong with saying it's hard to carry the load. I reset now to remember every situation encourages thought. When I realize, admit, and work through my issues, I can get raw. I embrace my whole truth as I break free. Forgive, release, embrace, and elevate over any dis-ease. One day at a time, no shame on the days I feel troubled. Working hard every day to keep healing and overcoming struggles. Y'all got this. Thank you so much. You better much. say the affirmation. I appreciate you. I want people to get it, get it, because it's okay. No shame. No shame. Keep healing those struggles. It's a continuous thing, but you got this. Right. But I mean, it helps when uh, the messenger is somebody, you know, we can receive it well from and break it down. And it's so relatable as you. So Thank you again for gracing us with your presence and dropping all the gems that I mean I really be feeling I'd be getting uh, uh free therapy. So yeah, I appreciate I'll pay seven bucks. Y'all hear that? Seven dollars. I'm about to say I'm blessed. I was like, but could you please come around the corner? Go ahead and join you. Don't 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 take free. All right. Compassion is not on paid. It ain't that exactly. So listen, I am wishing you nothing but abundance for your for your community to quadruple you know what i mean in 2022 and for you to continue just you know helping minds out here because like you said we can't 
we can't move forward if our if, if, if our transmission is slipping. So that's the truth. Call won't go nowhere. That's yeah. Real. So can you just do a little drop for me, your name, and you're watching Studio Q? You can you can plug whatever you want to in the process. Yes. This is Candace Cox with Chaos, and you are watching Studio Q. Bam! You a natural. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Have a safe drive to Kansas City, and uh, much much success on your launch tomorrow. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You have a great day. You too. Thank everybody for joining in the comments. I didn't see any questions. So I hope that uh, you just receive everything she got. And if you need some more, sign up tomorrow. She launches. That's what's up. Air hugs and cyber kisses. Boom. Where them shirts at? Where them shirts at? The, the www.imchaos.com. Yes. Okay. You got, but listen, you got the air hugs. You need to get that. Yes, that's out there. Air hugs and style for kisses is out there. It's on okay. the net. Yes. Okay. All right. I just have to get that plug in for the merch. I appreciate you so much. Thank you All so right. much. Talk All to right. you later, Candice. Bye-bye. Peace.